This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Scotty, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, General, what would you go for? Thanks to your Sandero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 Northwest FM. It's me, Matty J, back in the studio. I know, mind blown. Uh, <laughs> David Prince and Mr. Alan Deep Singh, all the way from the lovely cold, as we were just speaking before the show, Canberra. How are we, guys? Um, well, I'm holding the fort down because Scotty from Marketing is getting grilled at the, uh, the G7 <laughs> Summit, is it? <clears throat> He's having a Cornish pasty or two. Yes. Well, I thought you were going to say Scotty from uh, from Car Talk is getting <laughs> different. Scotty. Scotty, where is Scotty? Uh, he should be on at some point, so we'll we'll get started without him. How are we all? Big big car updates this week. Hopefully, I know I've got one, but I'm ready for it. Ah, uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares. There you go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> can you record that, Alan? And then Matt can just hit a button when you're not here. Yeah, we we we've got to we've got to do this all the <laughs> Even though I feel bad at this point, whenever I do it and say it, it's uh, it's really Maddie doing it. It's, it's become gratuitous at this point. No, it's, I think it's just become so so accepted at this point. I was like, it is part it is part of the show now. So yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Edward Bunting still yeah. up in the beach areas. Well, I haven't been to the beach for a couple of days. It's been a bit stormy. There's a lot of debris lying around. It's um, probably still there. It's probably still there. It's been there for long enough. I figure it's probably still there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been doing a fair bit of gardening, you know, like cleaning up the garden, you know, bark and leaves and, you know. Welcome to like... uh, welcome to Burke's Backyard with Edward. We can't do Burke's Backyard anymore after uh, yeah. incidents. Oh, yeah, this, this is true. Bunting's backyard, Bunting's backyard. Bunting's backyard, exactly right. I haven't been doing a whole lot on cars because there's not a whole lot to do, but I did manage to drive my diesel tractor. Uh, I've I've got that with me at the moment, the diesel tractor. Yeah. Now, you do have two diesel tractors. You probably need to be a little more specific. Oh, so the Pajero and the uh, the one I'm referring to is the little Mercedes diesel, the 190. The 190. The 190 diesel that is with me currently, and that's about all I've got for you. Yeah, there's nothing else. Nothing else. Hello, Scotty Johnson. What's up, everyone? Scotty from marketing. I mean, Scotty from uh, from mm. Car Talk is is live on the radio. How are you, Scott? I'm good. How are you going? Good, my friend. Good, good. Edward's car updates was uh, was a gardening update. So, so we've we got, yeah. we got bunt- no car updates. Bunting's backyards. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Prince, so you haven't, you haven't missed much there, Scotty. Oh, he, no, Scotty hasn't missed much. Although, if you're interested in a bit of horticulture, it, uh, it might have been interesting, I suppose. But then the show would have a different name. I, I, I'm I'd, like, I'd like all of us tonight to start car updates with a little tidbit of horticulture update. David, have you done anything in the garden? Yes, I have. I've done some weeding. There's always waiting to do. And now move I on. Put the green car. bin out. Oh, good. Lovely. Now move on to car updates. Right. Car updates. I've, um, as I said last week, I've had the um, 
the N1's been not buried in the garage, so I've been actually driving it and put a few kilometres on that. That's been good. Still haven't emptied the tank yet, so... The first tank? Oh, no, no, I've put my, maybe two tanks in it since I've had it, but I've had it over six months now, so just well, have to go to Rego again. <laughs> so cool. uh, time flies when you're having fun. I, uh, following on from our discussions last week and, and the realising that I haven't experienced the joys of Subaru ownership, I have been noticing more and more of them on the road. Oh. Um, the thing that caught my eye the other day, actually, in the um, undercover car park at Camberwell was an absolutely immaculate, very, very early Impreza five-door, mm. steel rims, you know, like black bumper bars, base, base, base model. That would be an LX, I think. Uh, yes, you're correct. Correct. Mm. But, oh, it's one of, one of those cars you could actually, without all the... Uh, all the adornments and the boot spoilers, Alan. You could actually see the shape of the car. Like you could actually see it was it was quite a good design because that that would have been about ninety seven they came out, I think. No, yeah, earlier than that. Earlier, ninety three, ninety four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There you go. So uh, coming up for thirty years old. Okay, there you go. High twenties, but um, that was I was quite taken with how clean and original that was. You don't. It's a long time since I've seen a base model, one of those on the road. The car that started. The, uh, the Rex thing, really? It's not something that a lot of people would lust after, a base model. Impression. Certainly not. <laughs> um, Certainly not. When, That's when probably I'm... why I was attracted to it, I suppose. You know, I, I think... bit of an automotive orphan. I, I'm, I'm well known for my, uh, my affection for an automotive orphan. Yes, me too. Uh, my Skoda 120Ls in my history will attest to that and my Honda Scam. Was it something yeah. similar to what I've uh, posted in the chat, David, or...? Posted there, Alan. Let's have a look at that. Look. 94 Sports Wagon. Well, oh, that might be an actual Sport Wagon. Oh, Sport Wagon was a bit fancier than the base model, I think. Wow, right. Yes, it was It was much, much more fancier. But that is, uh... Actually, I'm getting a little bit of a uh, 94. Okay. I'm getting a Wikipedia page. I'm getting Wikipedia oh, error too with that one. Alan, what have you done? Uh, He's broken the interweb. Here, here I'll, I'll give you the what other. What to do from Canberra, you hacker? My hacker man. <laughs> there we go. This this one should work, hopefully. That's the one. That's the one. It was far tidier than that. Yeah, that's the shape. Yes, yes. But I think even yeah, the four-wheel drive, I think the very early, or it, it, they weren't necessarily four-wheel drive. They were uh, no, the early ones were just front-wheel they? drive, weren't they? Yeah. 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 You could get them as two-wheel drive, yes. Okay. So I just thought you might be interested to know the Subaru, I'm on the, they're on the radar, okay? Just it so might that. happen, so it might happen. Okay. The only other car update is that I did pick up another Honda, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just show you this now. This is oh. new Hot Wheels custom N600. Very that's, nice. So that's Ooh. a Scamp Hot Wheels. Very, very like cool. That. David, in, your, in all your years, did you ever think you'd see a new Hot Wheels Scam. <laughs> Never in, in my wildest yeah. dreams, Edward. That'd, that'd and they were wild dreams, I've got to say. But no, <laughs> never, never like in my wildest dreams. like to be an, a Renault 16 being released by Hot Wheels or Matchbox now, never going to happen. Yeah. Well, my friend that, that Ed, Ed and I have talked about this, uh, this gentleman a number of times, but my friend Tim Mings from America, who's the world's leading N600 mechanic, evidently, he was uh, evidently um, instrumental in in organising that. He'll ah, tell you. That's awesome. And, um, he campaigned for that to happen. 
He did. He did. Call to get a Renault 16 hot wheel. <laughs> who, do I, who do I need to call to get a LTD, DALTD put the in box there? The isn't oh. big enough. They can't fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be big boxes. <laughs> Huge. Huge box. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. I'd, I'd seen seen that the, they were available, and I have been into a number of shops, shall we say, with no luck. And my youngest son came across one, so he uh, grabbed it for me. So hold out your hand. Hold out your hand. I'll, I'll be having that. So yeah, so I've got one. I do need to probably not go not go down the rabbit hole of a lot of Hot Wheels collectors, whereby they go and they actually raid, you know, every shop and get everyone they possibly can. You wouldn't do that? Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't mind a couple. I'd actually put some in the gearbox for club people to buy probably too if we could get a few. I'd buy them all. <laughs> you would. Absolutely. There's actually a very nice um, NDMX5 actually out, a Matchbox one out now too. Yeah, I got that beautiful. one. Yeah, beautiful little model. Nice model. Yeah. And that's about it for me. Very nice, Mr Prince. We are also joined by Rizzy Ross himself. What's happening, Riz? Uh, sorry guys, I didn't get the notification and I knew I was missing out on something big because the main man, Matty J himself, he's in the house in the Northwest FM studios. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the main man there and he's doing a COVID safe. He's by himself because we're all everywhere else. Exactly right. We've got to be, we've got to be safe, man. We've got to be safe because uh, we don't want COVID 5.0 to, to happen again. But good to see you all. Good to see you, my man. Good yeah. to see you. Uh, we're in the middle of card dates. Alan, card dates with you. Um, first of all, horticulture-wise, yes, thank uh, you. only I have a balcony, so I can't grow much, but we are entitled to grow, uh, I think we're up to two personal plants of marijuana in Canberra, so <laughs> I may look into that. Um, that. true? Yes. Medicinal. It, I don't need the medicinal. It's, it's personal uh, consumption only as long as... As to where you get the seeds, they won't say, but... You are allowed uh, some personal plants. Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Our nation's yeah. capital. Our nation's mm-hmm. capital. The AAFP may still come and grab your stash, though, but they won't fine you. They think it's excessive. So there's there's that horticulture update. As for <laughs> car updates, the STI is going absolutely fine. Nothing uh, special <clears throat> on that front. So I've floated the idea of owning an MX-5. Yes, you have. And I may have seen one that I'd like to purchase mm-hmm. the only problem is i'm not back in melbourne for another a little over two weeks i will purchase it for you alan will you be able to store it somewhere ed well, we can make something work for a big okay. pause you know they're not enormous they're not ltd no no not they're not fancy, you know um <laughs> where is this uh thing it's actually uh, closer to you than it is me or even when i'm in melbourne uh it's in springvale south oh so what's the story on it what are the credentials of this <clears throat> i'll uh it's a private sale on car sales I'll, I'll um, look it up. while alan pulls that up i would like to add there i think there's two purposes to heading down to springwell south <laughs> one <laughs> is the mx5 plus that's where the seed supplier is for the medicinal ah. <laughs> It's it's all happy. I know it's my neck of the woods. I know what grows out here. And it's telling you in Springwell South, you get more than marijuana. You can get whatever you want. Okay, that's your horticultural update, Riz. That's it. Well, it is horticultural, I suppose. It fills that criteria. Where, Alan? Where is this? 
I, I have, um, if uh, Major will allow some screen share. I can, absolutely. Um, so, so you are going to uh, show us this, yes. this MX-5. Live, live on air, we're going to be critiquing this vehicle. Yes. So, all right. We have a 2001 MB Series 2 manual mm-hmm. in silver, priced at 12 nine. I'd like to knock that down a little bit. It's only done 141,000 Ks, which is, I guess, I'm trying to go for that lower K example. Good Ks. I'll run mm-hmm. you through okay. some of the uh, photos. Do you want me to tell you things that I like about it so far? Go right ahead. All right. Things I like about it. Looks to have number plate covers front and rear, which are possibly the dealer number plate covers, which says that it hasn't been pranged in the front or rear, possibly. Not to say that's a definite, but it's always a good sign. Good it sign. Has a registration sticker still on the bottom left of the windscreen, meaning that they haven't bothered to take that off since 2014, which says that it could be an older owner potentially and that the windscreen hasn't been changed in that time as well. Mm. I also like the fact that it looks like the first digit of the rego plates was a Q, which fits mm-hmm. with 2001, meaning it's possibly the original plates. Another solid tick from me. Also, if you look around the bonnet there, the lines, the shut lines of those two side panels and across the front where the bumper joins, they look very consistent to me. doesn't look like it's had a, a front end whack. Both headlights look like they're consistently original. And above the Rego sticker is a round sticker. I'd suggest like a parking type thing, like a Bayside parking permit or something. Another good sign that it's a bit of a local car. That's yeah. just thus far. I haven't that, seen... That is, that is some high-end assessment just from a few photos. Have, have, I must say. Show me the inside photos. Oh, the inside photo. I will go to that. The wipers are both still black, meaning that, that that car has probably lived undercover. I can see the books open on the passenger seat. Tick. Original stereo. Tick. Show me the seats. Are there other ones of the seats? That it's a little bit of a light wear. But, but I've seen what much worse wear on yes, yeah. seats. <laughs> no floor mats, which is not good, but, you know, that can be rectified. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep scrolling through. Close up of the stereo. Nice and original. Very original. It hasn't been detailed either. You know, it, no. it looks like it's just comfortably clean, but not freshly detailed. Which yeah. Is yeah. I can take care of the detailing part. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> It looks quite nice. It looks really well. Temp gauge good. Oil pressure good. Keep flicking through. Okay. Yep. Bonnet looks like it should underneath. Well, this I think this could be good, Alan. Yep. Um, What description say, Alan? So yes, read the words out. (laughs) A perfect first car. Cruise the beaches. Car sales rubbish. Or cut loose around the mountain terrain. Either way, this 2001 Mazda MX-5 is happy to oblige. (laughs) Cruise beaches with the top down in this 2001 Mazda MX-5. It's got ABS two airbags, which I'd say is pretty standard. Less steering wheel, power door mirrors, a remote central locking, 16-inch alloys, and yeah, and some front fog lights, which I haven't seen in every single model. I think that I've looked at. One Um, thing I like about that they've just they've just gone with the generic car sales text. That says to me that whoever's selling it is not necessarily a car person. That's mm. exactly right. Whilst I hate the car sales text, it's kind of good. They've gone, oh, put the car online. Yep, click, click, done. They haven't written, you know, a whole lot of rubbish about it. A lava. Yeah. And it's Charlie from Springvale South. Yes. Charlie. Charlie. Mm. 
fine as long as Charlie's looked after the vehicle and it, it looks like a well kept original car. Yeah, I, the fact that it's got the six speed manner, which was something I was particularly after. The Rego is nice. That says they yep. paid every year, a bit more old school rather than and, three months. And uh, comes with the roadworthy certificate. Beautiful. Right. So, Alum, uh, just a quick one. Two points from my end. Yes. One, I don't understand what's happened to car sales lately because everything they put up, they say excluding government charges. Mm-hmm. You'll have to confirm that whether, I guess, in the end, you'll be paying for the transfer anyway. Yeah. And you do get the car. You just want to make sure that it's 12900 is the starting point for the price they're asking. That's drive away. Including a road with Oh, this is, this is a private sale, Riz. Yeah. So... You always pay stamp duty. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah that, that's right. But it's it's funny because for private sales, they shouldn't be including that excluding government charges on there anyway. Mm. So uh, I think they just write that so people know that that you know you you do have to pay stamp duty when you go and transfer it to your name. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Now, second point, Alum, I'm very happy to see you've done quite a bit of research on this, and you are comparing it to the other car that you were going to purchase, which is the Lexus LFA. And and what you were going to do with that Lexus LFA or Mazda MX-5, which is um, put it up in GTA and and really ram the shit out of it. So it's it's, it's all happening, my man. We get your moves. For some context to our listeners at home, we're looking at Alan's tabs across the top of his computer screen. So, so what, what, what do we what do we got? We got Twitter's new paid something. It's edit button. Alexis LFA foam wash. There's just some detailing ASMR I was going to watch. Nothing to do with uh, owning. And then there's just some Subarus that I looked up because um, David was mentioning them. So nothing <laughs> nothing uh, strange going on here. Nothing sinister. <laughs> yes. But um, I thought you know I, if I'm going to possibly try and pull the trigger on this one i'd get the the gentleman the the car gentleman to advise and uh like i said ed, ed your attention to detail is uh is something else it sure um, is Dave, Terrific, I, one might say looked at a lot of cars and you know you pick up things quickly like that but i would what is that can you zoom in on that number plate frame is it the original master dealer frame yeah i was just looking at that too is it fold or something oh well, yeah i'm happy to go have a sausage at Boya at some point Yes, I would appreciate that because I'm uh, like, again, I'm not going to rush in with the idea that if I can't make it, I really want the car. Um, I'd rather play it safe. But if somebody is willing to check out the car, I'll be happy to, you know. We can. Um, when can we go look after Thursday when we're allowed out further? Yeah, I'd be happy to, you know, provide uh, snack and petrol money. I will and... happily look at it for you, Alum, and happily haggle and happily purchase this vehicle. I'd uh, greatly appreciate that if uh, we if could organize something it, like that. I'll happily drive it around and test it and make sure it's fine before you get it. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd rather it be somebody that knows Mazdas um, and MX-5s, Ed, because I've got no idea. I could The car could be you know, doing something really, really strange and be like, sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's like, a uh, nice segue, Matty. Oh, yes, but we haven't had we haven't had horticultural and car updates from Scotty. Though. No, no, no. That's right. That's right. That's oh, yeah. So I, I will end it here. So that's my car updates. We're looking at possibly getting our hands on um, an X5, and then it'll have to be also shuttled to my friend's house and kept secret until my new house is built, so I can then reveal it to my family and then get yelled at. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll discuss that uh, you know in the future and if done. we end up and making the purchase. I like it. I like it a lot. 
Oh, and these, and these are actually becoming good money now. So go get, mm. get on the train while it's hot. Goody. All right, horticulture stuff first. Um, I've spent some time cleaning up many, many leaves and branches Me too, after the so. crazy wind and storms. So that's my bit of gardening. <laughs> I do have something to show you. It is to do with cars, but not with actual cars themselves. So give us one second. You're going to do a screen share as well. Not a screen share. One sec. Oh. Just running away, running away to find something. It looks a bit like chat roulette. (laughs) (laughs) What's about to happen? We've never had such excitement live on the show. I know this is this is a whole new this is a whole new. uh, He's preparing a reveal by the look of it. Oh my God. He's going to bring back his fuel pump or something. <laughs> no. No, he's actually taking the laptop all the way to the garage. We're going to see right. the skyline. Oh. So I can't bring over the huge box, but anyway, Lego Technic. I got That's sick. the Ferrari 488 oh. uh, GT3 right. race car. Ooh. And you want this, Scotty? Yeah, I got it for my birthday. Oh, you got it? Oh. Yeah. Well, happy um, belated birthday. So I started some of it. Here's another picture of it. If you can see that there. And I started some of it, which I've got right here. That looks like a bit of a mid-engine chassis frame or something. It is. It's got the rear suspension all works. Oh, look at this. That's so good. You can move this bit here. All the the pistons work on the side of it and everything How old are you? See? How cool is that? Very cool. That's really? awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous. Are you 30, Scott? Are you, or not yet? I'm 34. 34? <laughs> shit. Yes. Um, oh, Edward, Edward, I've been playing with Lego myself this, this weekend. You're not too old for Lego. Thank you very much. Until Never. you get to 99. I, I agree. It's just funny how Scott's like, look at this. It's just funny. Oh, I just can't believe the amount of detail they put into this. Yeah, they're doing the same. You know, yeah, fantastic. So that's uh, that's what I've done so far. It's fantastic. a lot easier and more fun to work on than real cars. Let's just oh yeah, <laughs> don't take up as much room. No, I'd be able to store them all in my cupboard. It'd be perfect. <laughs> it's way easier to do. See, Scott, you've got me looking at some uh, other Lego sets, and I naturally gravitate towards the F40. They're like yeah. nearly five hundred bucks. Woo. They are not cheap, but they are worth ah. every cent. They're expensive. Yeah, or you can get a Lego Technic Porsche 911 GT3. That's also 750 bucks. Oh. Hey, Scotty, who gave you this for your birthday? Uh, my parents. <laughs> that just rounds it off. <laughs> Mum, Dad, for my 34th birthday, I would like a Lego Technics car, please. I didn't Coffee. ask for it. I just, yeah. It's... You, you didn't ask for it. They just got it. Yep. She knows what I want. That's very cool. Very cool. Love it, love it, love it. Rizzy Ross, updates with you. Car wise. Hang on, uh, hang on, Rizzy. Gardening. Start with horticulture. Horticulture. <laughs> Jeez. In, I've been doing a lot of raking. Uh, I think everyone really... has been after the terrible uh, storms. Yeah. We didn't get it that bad down here. And luckily, all my, all my trees in the front and the back are all relatively small. So. But we did have a power outage, so trees did go out. Um, So none of that sort of stuff. But yeah, apart from that, car-wise, it was at the the Serato 
was at the dealership again today after getting its steering wheel parts replaced. The first the one, time. second time. So mm -hmm. the first one at about 35,000 Ks, it started, you started to hear this rubbing noise every time you turned. So it had something to do with the worm drive inside the steering wheel. I guess the, the bearings or something fails. Um, so they replace at that time, they replaced the whole steering wheel. That would have cost them a bit of money to do. But this time they have the actual worm drive itself. They can replace that now. So they did it this time and it seems okay. So it seems it might be every 40,000 Ks I have to get it done. But apart from that, 80,000 Ks still on its original set of tires. Oh, still on its original set of brakes. Um, and yeah, no, no other real issues with the car itself. So that's car updates. And I sold my brother's car. So the golf went on from Facebook marketplace seems that's the place to sell, mm. um, any car under 20 grand these days. Yeah. And he's, and helped him buy, uh, XC60, uh, our design. And he's pretty happy with that. I tried a couple of brokers just knowing the industry that they sometimes can get a better price. Mm. But the one that he wanted was, I think, 90, 95 grand with the options. Um, the broker got to 90,000 factory order. I managed to find that car for him for 82 and a half. Wow. Okay. Wow, that is quite the difference. So yeah, no, it was, it was good, and he picked up the car. It was just at Melbourne City Volvo, so all good. Uh, but that's car updates on my end, fellas. Nice, nice. Were you ready, Alan? No one cares, Matty. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's for my car updates. Horticulture. Yeah. I've done. Well, I threw out some flowers that were getting a bit smelly and old, that were in a vase. And then they're in the bin, in the green bin, in the green bin. Good, good. Um, that's pretty much the extent of my horticulture for all this. Yeah, yeah, for, uh, for, for me. Car updates. All right, get on with it, come on. <laughs> Car updates. I've done a bit, actually. Firstly, I, well, last year I did, but. Um, right, firstly, I, what's broken? Nothing. Nothing's broken. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry, Scotty. How's the Mercedes? Come on, truth. Fine, Mercedes is fine. No, uh, not, not blowing out a bit of smoke, and not ruining the steering wheel pump. Or... No, nope, nope. no puddles underneath. Nah, no puddles look, this week. No puddles this week. Last you tell time... me, all the electrics are working. They are. Uh... To the extent they are. Yep. <laughs> Last time, Maddie J and I caught up a couple of well, probably four or six weeks ago now, before the lockdown in Richmond. He drove there in the Benzo. And he gave me a lift, you know, literally took me around in Richmond laps. All the electronics were working. He was pumping uh, Rick Ross. I was. Uh, and all the electronics were working. And yeah, it was just luxurious. So the Benzo is the king. Benzo is the king, man. The only problem, Riz, is six weeks is a very long time in uh, <laughs> you know, Maddie's car land where things can break. Mercedes, yeah. especially where things can break in an instant. Can't I think I think this is where people misunderstand Mercedes. As Rick Ross rightly says, it's not that the car is going to break; it's because you broke till you got one. So if you're right, so it's the money that you lose. 
<laughs> you, you broke till you got a benzo. That, that's that's the man, there's no, no bigger truth than that. But I was did that. This was stuff in the LTD. Now I sent David this because David's becoming my new best friend. Ed. There you go. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, it, it gets me off the hook for a bit, you know. <laughs> you can hang out all you like. <laughs> Basically, on the LTD, the the buttons kind of look like that. They yeah, all they go all chalky and pale. Chalky. Yeah. So I was, I've tried cleaning it and I've tried putting a few other bits and pieces. Nothing seemed to work. So then I had some hemp lip balm oil because my, my lips were, were cracked. I was like, you know what? I wonder if this stuff works for, for the car because it just soaks in. And look at that. Brand new. Doesn't Jeez. matter. <laughs> that is, that is cool. Necessity now, is the mother of invention. So basically, the steering wheel now looks like really nice. Actually, it actually looks pretty, pretty are, good. Are, the, are those buttons now sticky to the touch? No, no, not at all. I, I wiped them afterwards, and they just soaked in, and they're beautiful, actually. Oh, that's really. Yeah. Now that's Maddie J's horticulture update. Yes. Using hemp oil. <laughs> so uh, for all those E A E B E D. Ford, LTD, Fairlane, Fairmont drivers, Falcon drivers out there, if you use hemp lip balm on yep. the steering wheel buttons, they will look good. They will come up mint. And top tip. Top, car talk top tip. David, this is a car talk top tip. I don't, I said this to David because, because I, know he, I know he's a bit of an interior guru. I'm like, car talk top tip. Matty J top tip. Bit of uh, lip balm hemp oil, and which you can buy over the counter. Well, sorry, not over the counter. Uh, just anywhere, actually. Um, uh, from your local your, your local pharmacist or or your or your body shop, uh, you can definitely definitely get it. And you know, bit of that, and doesn't matter. It came up real nice, not sticky, not gooey, not slimy, nothing. Just 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 soaked in. Yeah, that, they just come up really really well. So happy happy day. I wonder how long it's going to stay like that for. I'd be interested to know. Well. We'll, we'll, we will find out. We will yeah, find we'll out. But sometimes even car care products, even proper car care products, not personal yep. base products, even they don't last that long. So I'm, I'm keen to know, you know, is, that, is it back to how it was after a month or is it still looking hot after six months? Well, we shall see. We shall see. Like, it's, it's a new kind of thing I've tried. We'll but... know when he complains about ants in the car. and uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, This might attract ants that then chew the ECU out and then the LTD doesn't start. And then guess what? More money. Oh, my God. Actually, a guy I know in the trade actually does a lot of uh, those interior button repairs, and he laser etches the the symbols back in and everything. They come up absolutely not as cheap as uh, your tube of hemp oil. uh, Dave, is is that one of your lot, or is that a different repair? No, another guy in Richmond called Bill Mooser at at BM Leather Creations. Hi, Bill, if you're listening. Does beautiful work. Now, especially on the sticky buttons on on all yeah. the Euro stuff, you know, he's had had a um. Had an does he re-rubberize or a, them, or does he just take the rubber off? Takes the rubber off, repaints them, and then laser etches the symbols back in. Right, right. So the light still shines through. But he puts another he puts another coating on them. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. on, on my S-Class, that, that 2000 model, the buttons all go sticky as, as they all do because your, your finger oils and stuff react with the rubberized coating and then it all peels off and looks manky. Yep. So I just peeled it all off, you know, like with Windex and something yep. I looked on YouTube and it was fine. It was just the button was smoother, just no rubberized coating. 
You you had black buttons in that car. Yeah, black buttons, yeah. yeah, you see, it's fine for the black coloured cars. Black the black cars have black buttons, but the yeah. beige interior and the grey interior oh, cars yeah. have white buttons. Right, right, right. That's so true. they they look pretty terrible. So he does all those, but and and there's a guy. He's got a guy that cuts the artwork out for the symbols. So and then that goes into the laser cutter. But he's he's done those forged steering wheels before, and they just. But they're just like brand new. It's good to um, know that there's someone out there who does that. I did the know. other thing he's been doing a lot of recently is um, VL Commodore horn pads, where <laughs> yeah. it's just got Holden written sort of off it's to the embossed, right. Isn't it? isn't it embossed into the pad? No, no, no. It's no. It's it, there's a black on the VLs. There's a black strip along the base of the horn pad. So the horn pad will be blue or green or beige yeah. or whatever color interior it was. And it's got a black strip about a centimeter high. And then Holden's almost written in a capital italic sort of text to one yep. side. And he's had the artwork made up for those and and they're being lapped up. Lapped up. Lapped up. Mm. Yeah, well, so really worth having a look at his website if you get a chance for the, some of the stuff he does. And he's very big on Instagram, so posts a lot of the stuff he does on Instagram mm. too. Nice. Have a mm. sus, definitely. So there's that little update. Now the major update, that was the mini, mm. now's the major. <laughs> the MR2 has officially got new original wheels on it. Oh, I saw those. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Looks yeah. so good. Mirror yes. finish. I'm wrapped how good they came out. Like they, they came out awesomely. Yeah, in the end, a couple of them, so I think said two were buckled, so you had to you had to you had to kind of you know wheel them out and make make sure they were they were all correct. But basically they look a million bucks. I mean, Scotty, you, you just said they look really good. And they, like, yeah. they, it, it just finishes the car. I reckon it just Absolutely. makes it. But can, can you forgive me now? Because, you know, I recommended that wheel guy, same guy that did my Tarago rims, um, even though the wood trim guy hasn't come to the party. For the I, I forgive you. For the, I forgive you. you. Like, can can the, the MR2 wheels outweighs the shitness of the Merv wood trim? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it does. No, thank you, Edward, for putting me on to him. He's um, he's he's pretty good. I was telling my brother about it because he's got his original FPV twist. He wants to get redone for his car. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is that the guy in Richmond? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, after he's spoken to him, he's like, I'm going to get my wheels done eventually. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. But yeah, he, he had to diamond cut the face, uh, painted the little scallops gunmetal gray, cleared the whole thing. And yeah, they, they, came, up, they came up really, really good. So I uh, got them with some tires, the cheapest set of tires I've ever bought, but actually for a good quality tire, just because that size is such a, just like a cheap Corolla size tire. They don't really make RE003s or anything or, or, or Pilot Sport 4Ss or anything for that for that, for that that size. So I got the best thing I could, put them Your on. Your shocks are done now too, aren't they, in that car? Let's to get to that. So my so I actually got new, brand new wheel nuts from, from Super Cheap to go, to go on to that. Now they, they look, they, it just make, makes it finishes. Because I was going to put crappy old wheel nuts on there. Now this one looks, nah. finishes off real nice. Uh, the car went into my good friend Reed at Harkon to get the suspension done. So he um, pulled the old shocks out and then proceeded to tell me that they were the original shocks from the car, 320,000 oh. kilometers old. So he's like to me, the the gas, like the, the shock wouldn't even read, but it, it just it, it just collapsed on itself. You know, in oh. He's like, the gas was just completely gone. Like they were just, just hammered. I mean, for 320,000 kilometers, you'd expect them to be. And, so, and, and not 320 on a, Camry, like three twenty on a sports car. Yeah, you know that's uh, yeah, well and truly rooted. Yeah. So basically, he was like, whoever put the whoever put the the springs in beforehand, um, you know, just just basically pop them on and pop them back in, essentially. 
so so that's all that's that's been done i've got the, the coney sports feel feel amazing actually the car feels unreal like it feels how it should feel it's not it's not hard it's not in it's just nice and and supple and it, and it hugs the road and yeah I, I just it just transformed the car it just needed it it needed that to be done and now the car feels like it should and and he's like he's aligned it all again and and um he took it for a drive and he's like yeah he's like it's it's, it's pretty much there now so yeah that's that's it and then i put the new tires on now now the new tires because they're they're a lower profile there's a little bit more sidewall flex but there's a bit more grip because these tires have got a lot more grip so to counteract that, because the, the shocks are adjustable, I can tie, just tighten them up a little bit. Um, but apart from that, it's um, it's it. You guys have to drive it. It's 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 from the last time you guys have driven it. Uh, I know um, Ed and Alan have driven it. It's it's chalk and cheese. Like it, it feels how it should feel now. So yeah. I'm I'm really wrapped. And to be fair, it was a very expensive day getting all that stuff done. However. <laughs> definitely well worth it and you know it's it's i think i think money in the bag for that car you know that's that's just it's, it's just you know it's going to appreciate and and it's something like it's not it's not like a, a drive it every day so so doing it once doing it right doing it properly uh will, will just it just transform the car i'll so, uh I, I won't hate on you for spending money on the the uh, this car because it's a sports car right maddie you know, I will hate on you spending a lot of money on your Mercedes because it was a free car. And at this point, I think you spent more than the cost of the car itself on repairs yeah, and whatnot. <laughs> but for the MRD, you know, I'll always respect it. Uh, anything that makes it better because you'll definitely, at least the way, uh, at least those kind of cars are going, you'll always get your money back, if not a little bit extra. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Like, it's, it's just getting, like... Took me took me a while to get those wheels, but it's it's just finished it off. Now there's only like tiny little little jobs I need to like little niggly needing things I got to get done. But apart from that, it's 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 done. Like I've got nothing else really to do on it. Original stereo you need. That is something I want to try track down. But I want to I want to find that. But I also want to get um for I need to get a new driver side seatbelt because the actual um it's cra- it's cracked so it doesn't hold up. Like the the buckle doesn't hold up on the on the thing. It just slides down. So especially like I've got to go reach behind me to get the seatbelt. So I, I can buy um I can get another one from, from the UK. It's like fifty bucks, and uh, like twelve dollars shipping. So I'll just just get one of those. And this the the buttons uh, for the uh, for the wipers and the the button for the wiper and the button for the he- pop up headlights. The the actual little little stickers have kind of faded. And you can buy them new, but they are a hundred bucks each, and are refusing to pay mm. that for, for a piece of plastic. Mm. So I'm just waiting for another, another secondhand thing to come up and can try probably try with that. You need um, to post a couple of photos from when you first got that car and how it looks now. I reckon. Yeah, do do a do a um, before and after. Before and after, yep, yep. So we might so, yeah. uh, we might be recording a nice little we'll call it promo style film for the yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! So we we definitely got to do something like that, like a little bit of a cinematic, you know, do do something very eighties and, and cool and retro with it. Uh, but yeah, I've I'm glad I ended up buying that car. I think it was I think it was a good it was a good base. It just needed to be saved and a little yeah. bit of money it. And uh, now it's um it's yeah it, it it looks and feels a million bucks. So definitely definitely happy with it. But yeah, the, the wheels just make it pop. Like everywhere you go, you just look at it like wow. So big, big wheels difference. make the car. We always say that, but it's very true. It is. You have a very average, chippy, dented car, but you put some bling wheels on it, and you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it on my car updates. It was a, it was an expensive week on or end of last week, uh, getting out of lockdown, but it was well worth it. It was 
it's a, it's a car that needed to have it done. So yeah, even the guy that I bought the wheels off commented on on my Instagram post and was it was like, holy crap, that's how they turned out. So I was like, oh, really? Did he? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he he had them in his sort of basement or whatever, but they looked like they'd been stored for years. In they had some bird poo on them, and they'd been in a, in sort of a shed or under a house or something. And so you would never imagine seeing them how they were to seeing them how they are now that they could look so good. Of course, Matt, you and I knew that, but <laughs> potential yeah, people don't always realize what can be done. A bit like the work you do, Dave, you know, with, you, with the interiors, you know, you, the transformations you would see sometimes with the yeah. steel wheels and the leathers and the carpets and a different car. You yeah, know, absolutely. we've all watched detailing videos online and world's dirtiest car detailed, and you just kind of <laughs> the difference is phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, I find those videos so satisfying to watch. I, just, yeah, I, I just sit there and watch them all day. Uh, there's, there's a specific reason why like a lot of people do them they're like one of the more i guess uh clicked on kind of videos because you're just like oh i want to see how it turns out yeah and next thing you know you spend 18 minutes watching you know some yeah. moron <laughs> the, uh, shampoo carpets and cleaning out cockroaches I'll, re- I'll recommend this one right i stumbled across it through a friend the other night it's not specifically car related but it's called my mechanics and he's from switzerland somewhere you never see his face but he takes old industrial vintage style oil pumps Mm. Um, higher pressure gauges things like that and he pulls them apart meticulously and restores every component puts them all back together it's just so so calming to watch <laughs> and i often watch this one before bed just like 20 minutes of restoring <laughs> an old oil can and I'm mesmerized by this thing um and he's, there's no talking so many of those videos are like and i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna show you how to restore it and then we're gonna undercoat it you just want to put a bullet through their brains but this guy is just no words he puts some words up on the screen like little um you know typing on the screen like now i'm going to do this but it's just the sound of him rubbing away and you know tinkering it's great that's ed's discovered new car or uh, machinery asmr yeah machine exactly machinery asmr i recommend it Uh, well, that's car updates. Unless anyone else has got anything else they want to add for their car updates. No. Nah. Moving on to tonight's topic. Now, we've all owned, you know, a few cars in, in our in, in our time. Looking back on the cars that we've owned and and, and the cars that we, that we that we own now, this is a good segue from from uh, Alum's MX5. So the topic is tonight of basically cars that we've owned. What to look for when buying them, or like you, you can you can be specific on a couple of cars. We we might do a few of these, I think. You know, just going forward into the future, just just just, just discussing you know uh, cars that we've owned and 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 cars that you know that that you know if you, if you were to buy it again, what you'd look for. And I think it's I think it's a good thing for especially for our listeners who who, who buy who you know, who like to buy you know, classic cars or, or or even modern cars or modern classics to to find what to know what to look for when when buying these cars now scotty's instantly going to say don't buy an e46 m3 if you find an m3 e46 that's like perfect and really looked after and all that i would still advise you not to buy it <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll add to that just don't buy a uh, suzuki sx4 you know it's not a good time you don't you don't save any fuel you don't go anywhere fast there's not much storage <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a crap car all around. Poor <laughs> <laughs> little thing. Well, so Ed, so it's not car slagging. That's not what you're talking about, is it? <laughs> it's it's not, like it, it was just some, some pre tips, pre tips. <laughs> um, 
Carton pre-tips. Yeah. Don't buy The base tip of like always go with somebody to to see a car. Yeah. Um, cars, especially for people like us, they're such emotional, you know, things, True. and uh, it's so easy to kind of get wrapped in the moment and say yes to something that you probably shouldn't have. So having somebody in your corner that's uh, not going to be like, oh, you know, the cars. It's I've had 10, 10 people inquire about this cash waiting. You know, rather than have somebody like that, have your friends say, hey, the car's okay. There's a few problems here and there. Do you really want to think about? It? Let's go have lunch or something and talk on it. That that's probably one of the best pieces of advice is take somebody with you. Don't go alone because you know I'm not saying every single seller is a scumbag, but some of these people do it professionally. No, no, uh, no harm there, Ed. But you know they know they know the kind of things to say to get you riled up and kind of more willing to buy when you should maybe walk away. I'm trying to think well, of some of the things I say. What there's a whole other show in that, I think, isn't yeah, there? Probably. Uh, I, I think uh, Edward says, "Oh, that's your end. Come and have a deal with me." <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't think I've ever said old out your end. <laughs> have, you, have you said doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. I say it to you. I don't think I say it to other people. They'll be like, uh, <laughs> what? what, is that? what like, oh, it's got a little bit of a squeak on the front left. Doesn't matter. <laughs> It'd be why's there why's the fruit and veg in the in the boot if you forgot to remove it? Couple of days doesn't matter. Nice, give it a couple of days. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh well we'll start with you, Edward. Seeing as you are the MX5 guru of of, you've bought and sold quite a few. Look, I, I would by no means say I'm a guru. There are plenty of people who know way, way, way more than me about those cars. I've owned one, two, only two MX-5s, I think. But I've been involved with others in terms of helping friends buy them. So, no, three. I've owned three, and I've been involved in probably four or five MX-5 purchases, mainly NAs being the very first MX-5 released with the pop-up lights. I mean, as always with any car, you know, I'm just doing this on the fly, but there's a lot of things like that MX-5, Alan, that you mentioned before and you shared on the screen. Those things I was mentioning with that car are nothing specific to MX-5s. That's just general, mm. hey, the panel gaps are good, the red sticker on the screen, the parking permit, the number plate frames, you know, the original stereo still being in it. I suppose it helps if you know what an original stereo looks like or should look like for one of those cars. But they're not MX-5 specific things. They're just kind of general, hey, you'd, you'd, you'd apply that to any used car you're looking at type things. In terms of MX-5s like NAs, for me, a lot of the learning for anything I've ever bought has just been looking at a lot of them. And when you do come across a good one, and it may not be for sale, it may be in a museum, it may be at a concourse, it may be parked on Chapel Street, who knows. But when you come across a cracking original car, if you've looked at enough of them, you know that that's a right cracking away. original yep. car. And yep. so, you know, on an MX-5, I know that those Daisy, what do they call those wheels? The Daisy something wheels, the original alloys. Yeah. They've got a nickname. I know that they all go yellowy and that the finish peels off them and the centre caps go all peely and the black Mazda in the centre of the centre cap disappears over time. So if you've got a car that's lived outside, baked in the sun, scraped a lot of bluestone gutters, those wheels start to look pretty ordinary. So when you come across a car that's got a cracking set of those original alloys, you're like, oh, okay, they've either been replaced or this could be a very genuine car. And then you sort of look at all the other things and, okay, it's red. Is the red paint destroyed? 
um, because most of you know solid red cars fade of any generation and mx5s are a top-down car they're a good weather car so they've seen probably a bit of sun in their time mm. when you know what a good solid black interior should look like because that cloth starts to go brownie in the sun you know you you, you can see that because you've looked at a lot of these things so it's just stuff like that but there's there's no real way of cheating it other than just looking at lots and can may or maybe if you can't look at lots comparing what you're standing in front of to one that's a cracker or a brochure or what it should look like like here's here's one tip on an mx5 that i always looked at when i was sniffing around for one was um the front bumper bar on the passenger side has a little stenciled sticker that says mazda so it's not a it's applied onto the bumper when the car was new uh, and it's very subtle and in some photos you'll you'll be able to zoom in and see it but 99 percent of cars have had the front bumper repainted or refinished because they've had a prang or a scratch or nudged a wall or whatever and 99 percent of them that stencil was never put back on mm. but when i saw my car for example i was like original stencil you know two original keys original service books original stereo another little thing on those nas everyone took the original momo steering wheel center pad the horn yeah. pad off because underneath was a lovely round badge that said momo um oh. pretty sure it's momo isn't it? it's not nardi yeah. Yeah. The, were nardi, the nas were momo so you know when you see a car that's got an original steering wheel and the horn pad is still on it you suddenly like ah oh, okay that's good that means this thing hasn't been kind of butchered mm. So it's a combination of those things. The wheels might be great. The stickers on the front bar, the original Phillips double din stereo cassette decks in it. The center pad on the Momo wheel is still there. Now I'm going, okay, this hasn't been owned by a boy racer. This hasn't been roll barred and tracked. And and then you start looking at all the other more general things maybe to do with that. Yeah. Where do they go wrong? Like, like I know Mazda, where do they go wrong? Talk about Mazda, but like, where, 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 did, where did they, like, what's kind of the bits to look for? I know Rust, especially oh. especially overseas, is Rust is big, big on them. Yeah, cars, the Australian ones don't tend to really rot. Like like Australian ones of anything, it's pretty good climate for us. But um, some of those imported ones, maybe around the windscreen, I've seen a couple, you know, where they, where they start to go between the glass and the A-pillar. You know, you start getting a bit crunchy in there. Um, I'm, I'm not too, like any car, this is general too. The body is a lot harder to fix than engine and, and, yeah. and other mechanical bits. So, yeah. you know, if someone says, oh, my car's got a dead battery or it's got a new battery, well, that's great, but I can go buy a battery this afternoon. That's not hard to put it back to brand new. Tires you can have put back to brand new. Even wheels you can have, you know, refinished to be brand new, like we've just talked with your MR2, Matt. So I'm more concerned with, is the body straight? Has the body had any hits? Is there any rot in it? Um, and the, well, here's another thing on those MX-5s, they're an aluminium bonnet, so which is lovely and lightweight, but very easily kind of kinked and bent and often out of whack with the side panels and that front nose cone bar. So if you look around, and the other thing is that that, that bonnet cuts in around the pop-up headlights. So if you look at the front of any NAMX5, less obvious on that NB, Alan, that, that you showed us before because it, it doesn't have pop-up lights, but those gaps around that bonnet pop-up light area on an aluminium NA bonnet are, are sort of crucial to be pretty consistent. If they're out of whack, then you'd be looking further and going, okay, this thing's had a, had a hit. But look, they don't really go wrong. 
remember that one I mentioned a few weeks ago, my friend um, Michael bought, and that has done 300,000K. He had it at the last Cars and Coffee. That was sweet as pie. It was. I, the, I said to him, the Ks do not bother me on this car because the oil pressure is great. The motor feels healthy. It's been looked after. You can just tell this thing's been serviced and looked after. So there's there's not, I wouldn't say there's major pitfalls in an NA MX-5 of any sort really for an Aussie delivered car. You know, right. it's not, there's not sort of, oh my God, they all do this and that's an awful problem. Like this sort of isn't with those. There's probably a poor example to use in the first place, Matty. Probably, yeah, because they're, <laughs> they're one of the few things that are pretty good and that's why they're so iconic because then they're not unreliable. I actually found on the weekend going through some stuff, I found that Royal Auto magazine, the RACV magazine from March 1990, and it had an MX-5 on the cover and a full road test inside. Yeah. Um, and I sent it to Ed. So it's a 31-year-old car now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty astounding, you know, one way to make you feel old is to tell you the, the MX-5 was released 31 years ago. But the summary of it's interesting. It says, Mazda's desirable modern classic, the MX-5 Roadster, has rekindled the oneness between man and a machine built for the sheer joy of driving and open-air motoring. It offers a unique, rewarding blend of mechanical engineering, structural integrity and superb performance balance with only sufficient practicality to take one passenger along for the ride. But it was interesting, the choice of words, I thought, how they actually said that Mazda's desirable modern classic, even when the car was released, it was identified yeah, as something pretty modern. special. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So time hasn't car? dimmed that, thankfully. What's another car we can talk about, Matthew? Well, Scotty, you've owned a few cars yourself. Which yep. cars? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, you can talk about any car, any car you like. But uh, what what to look for when when purchasing and purchasing one, and and would you rate it? I mean, Edward Ed rates an MX Five. He always has, um, as, as far as I've, as far as I've known you, Edward. You've always you've always said, yeah, MX Five is a quality motor. But Scotty, I'm not alone out there in the world. You know, there's a few others that agree with me. <laughs> no, I I, I, I like MX Fives and. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Alan liked them expired because because they are quite a usable classic, really. It's a nice way to get into a um, front engine front engine rear wheel drive car, you know, absolutely without paying uh, a massive amount of money. Okay, um, so what are you going to choose? I think uh, just trying to think because a lot of cars that I've owned are now way out of anyone's normal budget. We don't know the listeners that are listening might all be millionaires. Oh, well, if they are. <laughs> if they are, please subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> we could use the help. We, we could use the help, definitely. If you're thinking of getting a 34 GDR for the prices, then they're not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Things say, to say, look for. All right. Um, you, Scotty, you're in the, the E46 M3. I feel like that's not a bad one to talk about, if you want, because they're very, very well regarded, yet they do have issues. Yeah, they're very well regarded, and but um, uh, like it's, I think they've been held in such a god status, like like the thirty four GDR that oh surely like surely they don't go wrong, they're they're too good to go wrong, you know. Mm. So, what do you think, Scotty? We're talking about E forty six M threes. I mean, I reckon I had like every problem you could think of pop up with it. Run yeah. through those though. What what did go wrong with that car? Yeah, I'm more than happy to run through it. So. Usually, this is just for the M3s, but you got the subframe issue yep. that you get that, the cracks. It, am I right in saying that because they're pretty high power, the rear subframe wasn't designed to take the torsional forces 
exerted by the car and so it cracks. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah. And now you get cracks. Reinforced. That's a common fix. Yeah. So there used to be a kit out that you could get a something that will reinforce it. You got to weld it in. And then BMW, I think BMW used to have something to reinforce it and now it's discontinued. So you have to go aftermarket. Yeah. To reinforce that's, that's that very, now. Even I've heard of that. It's very well known on those cars. The yeah. So, I, I would say most of them are fixed now. If not, then they're driving around with the rear axle completely falling off. Yeah. <laughs> I would say by now. So that would be something to look for. You know, has that been done and who, yeah. when was it done? You know, that might be a telltale. Because of that age as well, I'd be looking at the drive shaft. So you've got the, there's a, I think most cars have it now because they're like two piece drive shafts. So you've in the middle, you've got like a, a rubber piece like a stone. to hold it. I can't remember what it's called. Has a special name. Oh, like it's like tail shaft coupling or something. Something like that. Some sort of bush, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that that'll wear out, and you'll probably hear that most of the time banging whether you're going harder onto acceleration, and that's just the um. There's no bushing there, so the tail shafts are just bouncing up and hitting the the metal really because there's no rubber left in there. Yeah. I would always check suspension, obviously, because of what it is. Bushings when possible. I remember um, E46s in general were known, and so were E90s and numerous other beamers, for doing caster bushes in the front end, like very common, even at 40,000K to be replacing um, caster bushes. Mm, uh, I'll be checking the brakes because E46 M3 brakes are not cheap. If you wanted to, to go genuine, I don't know, you don't have to, but if you wanted to go genuine, then um, have some deep pockets. Mm. Engine-wise, Vanos can be a bit of a pain in the butt. You need to find someone that knows what they're doing. If you want it done properly, find someone that knows what they're doing and they'll be able to fix it properly, the shims. You will start to get some oil leaks. So if I were you, I would remove the tray underneath and have a proper look for oil leaks. Because if you look at the top, it might look clean. Yeah. But you'll need to remove and actually have a look underneath. There's a lot of hidden things under there where you're going to find quite a bit of oil leaks. The motors will still run quite happily with the Vanos not functioning. Am I right in saying that? I'm not quite sure. Because I know on E36s, like that one that my mate's got currently, those are renowned for, you know, there is a Vanos solenoid or something that goes and the Vanos doesn't perform 100%. But the car still runs and drives pretty pretty normally you know you, i wouldn't be able to tell and he said to me oh yeah that's a common thing where the vanos will not function properly and this is what you do to fix it but yeah if, unless you drove you know five of them back to back you might not know i guess that leads to smg gearboxes mm. if you have one of those seriously look for leaks immediately any air in that into that system and it's screwed if it's been leaking for a bit and it's had air in the system phew, a new SMG pump is required, pretty much. And they are not cheap, from what I've heard. No, nah, they're not cheap. I have no problem with the SMG. Like, people say, oh, it's too hard to drive. Just drive it like a manual. Yeah. Um, it's not going to drive like an auto. It's not going to be nice and cruisy. <laughs> Just drive it like a manual and you'll have no issues. Yeah, true. You know, I've driven it on the hardest setting, hardest shift setting in traffic, and it's fine. 
The other thing is a lot of those cars were converted to manual. So, you know, if, if it is a manual, is it a genuine factory manual or has it been changed over? If mm, it has been true. changed over, that's not the end of the world, but does the SMG come with the car? You know, can it be put back later by a subsequent owner if they want? That that sort of helps hold value and, and, and keep it original for someone that might want that. I'll, I definitely agree with that. Like um, in terms of my uh, the WRX that I got, it was completely stock. Um, which I was quite happy with. I mean, I, I ended up modifying it a little bit here and there. And now my brother-in-law has also modified it. He's changed the exhaust, changed the front bumper. And I gave him the original intake with the car when he took it. And I said, hold on to all the parts that you do replace. Yeah. Just because, all right, it's fun as it is. You know, it's it's nicer with the, the, the extra rumble and everything else. The the new um, front bumper from, I think it was from an STI. It looks a little more aggressive. Yeah. So like, that's nice. But somebody in the future, if I was to, you know, pass it along or sell it they might not be into that they'd rather have this assurance of as you said those original parts so you could take the car back to basically square one yeah if you wanted um and i that, think that's quite important that's what's worth the most money you, you know you don't have yep, to look absolutely. very far to find you know the cars that are bringing record money at shannon's or at auctions or anywhere are the stock cars so you know cars always go through this cycle that an mx5s did exactly the same thing they're new Everyone buys them. Then they get a second owner, third owner. They get a bit ratty. They get parked on the street. Then they get modified because they get so cheap that people are like, oh, this is like a WRX, what a great drive. MX-5, what a great drive. And they get roll barred, lowered, modified, resprayed, raced, you know, all of that. To be able to take a car that's had a bit of a hard life and put it back to stock is down the track what everyone wants. Exactly. So, you know. Uh, Scott, I, guess you to, yeah, go I guess to finish up on the m3 is just really go over the interior a lot of people will lack in cleaning and looking after the interior and you'll notice the age of cars pretty easily yeah whether they've changed the steering wheel or not with a different one you can still pinpoint areas that they haven't done you know whether they've put in new car mats have a look underneath maybe they never had car mats before so check the carpet under there um, i don't reckon e46 m3 plastics age the best they get scratched and marked very easily a lot of that, that latex um, sort of finish over the top too yeah, well, yeah. like we talking about before yeah. that rubbery stuff very scrappy shifts mm. off on the door trims and around the consoles that actually reminded me of the r34 interiors the gtt's not the gdr's where when it gets hot the interior like paint on there you can actually press and leave your fingerprint indentation and stuff in it <laughs> goes all soft so <laughs> the um the motors themselves though like the, the the straight six in those e46s was reasonably robust if looked after i don't i don't think the motors had major issues Nah, it's just i guess normal issues is kind of all i came across you know because had some k's up there so obviously you're going to get some oil leaks and things but yeah then you just got to look at like electronics all the electrics yeah does everything work yeah because most likely it doesn't yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is that like on the mx5 one of my windows was slow when i bought my car yeah the front passenger window was was very slow to go up and down which probably been used less than the driver's side or or the driver's side motor might have been replaced and I took it to a guy out in um, Melbourne, the MX-5 factory, who's, who's very good. He knows all about them. I said, oh, I think it needs a new motor in the in the front passenger because it's really slow. He said, I've never replaced a motor. I said, what are you talking about? Really? He said, no. Nah. 
said the only thing that goes wrong, they get gummed up through lack of use on the channels and everything. He said, as we lube the channels and free it all up. He said, I've never needed to, to put in a new motor. And I'm like, wow, that's the Japanese production mm. for you. So that was interesting. Scotty, you also had um, window regulators, one after the other just kept going. And then you also had- Yeah, that's pretty common. Uh, well, sorry, Adrian had the, the, the rod bearing issue. So they probably should look at getting that done at some point with an E46, I'd say. See, that should, there's been a few recalls and stuff. So as long as they've got the whole, all original documentation to see that they've been done, you should be pretty happy. I think if you go for like an O4, you should be covered. Okay. Because they didn't have, I think it was like O3, from O3 to O4, you shouldn't have to worry about any of those other engine issues that were recalls. Okay. Because they're all fixed by those models. That's good. All right. What else, Scotty? Any other car you want to describe before you move on? I guess if you're after, if you're still for some reason after Skylines, whether GDRs or not, I would say your main thing is rust. Mm. Yep. Um, do, they, do they have a propensity to rust? I wouldn't have imagined that. Yeah, 32s. Yeah. R32s are Ooh. popping up everywhere with quite a bit of rust. Interesting. Are they, and, and that's because they're imports. Yeah, yep. Mm. Yeah. And just where they've been, you know, whether they've been close to the ocean their whole life, mm. going to get even more rust. People that think, look, you, they're all being thrashed. Come on, seriously. <laughs> no one's bought a GDR just to baby it around and daily it. Uh, if people can get that head around that. That, that is the, the biggest lie ever told on any sales post. Yeah. Never being thrashed. It's like, well, I don't believe you. Thank GDR, you. come on. <laughs> so stupid. Like, even GTTs, they've done a burnout. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd much rather respect the idea of like the car's been driven, you know, well and also occasionally hard, but it's been well maintained. That's the most important thing, I think. Right. But right. the moment you say, oh, yes, never been thrashed, I'm like, eh, well, you lied to me. <laughs> if you're getting it from Japan, then make sure you're going with someone that knows what they're doing and can mm-hmm. go through the whole car and send you all detailed pictures underneath and everywhere. Yeah. Don't just believe in the auction sheet with the grading. Mm. There's been some going through with some grading and they've been checked out and there's quite a lot of things wrong with them, but they've been bumped up to like a grade three when they should be like grade one or grade two. Mm. So yeah, make sure you find someone really, really good that gives you detailed images of the whole car and actually know what they're looking for. If you're looking for it in person, you know, if there's one here in Australia, you just got to look at all the main basics. Don't worry what the kilometres say. Uh, ignore that, especially with imports. Okay. Don't believe it or anything like that. A lot of them were doctored upon entry, weren't they? Yeah, and a lot of them, people have just changed the dash yeah. as well. You know, might have gone to a Nismo dash or something like that, so then there's no real kilometres there. Just look at the basics. Mm. Again, look at the carpeting inside. Look for rust around the boot especially with the R34s in the boot with the middle brake light that gets rust in there. So look for rust, any bubbles. 32s was rust around the strut towers. I think that was the main common spot. I think that's about it. Nice. Mr. Prince. You've got three scamps. Do we talk about buying a scamp? 
Well, all, all those listeners out there that are thinking I want to... are in the market for a two-cylinder <laughs> air-cooled. Hey, more kilowatts per litre than a Lamborghini Diablo. Come on. Yeah, I know. No, look, I think generally <laughs> the, the, the best trick I, I, I can think of with, uh, not specifically with scamps, but anything... Often you see our oh, service history, you know, full or service history or books in glove box. You want to make sure the books are actually for that car, number one. Yeah. It isn't necessarily the case. You want to make sure that the actual um, stamps are in the book and you want to actually look at the interval between the stamps. It may well have 10 stamps in the book, but if you actually look at probably should have had 15, you know, and then it's gone 30,000 Ks between, between services in some cases. Um, with Hondas generally, I mean, people often, unfortunately, the lack of proper servicing writes a lot of the earlier Hondas off, especially in the autos. If the auto spits the dummy, it's usually due to not using the proper fluid or and not changing it at all. This is, we're talking um, the Hondamatic, which was an, an early... Well, yeah, the Honda the Hondamatic was, a, the early cars were, were a semi-automatic two-speed that you actually had to move the, the the lever manually between the two two positions in the first models yes. and then then they brought out a model with an overdrive so um had three positions 50 percent increase in positions it had yeah. and yeah if you didn't if you didn't uh, start off in the, the low gears and actually drive it manually that put a lot of wear on the gearboxes yeah and again if, you know mr honda designed the gearboxes and said this is the fluid to use and people didn't use the right fluid that yeah. didn't help them either but I've seen automatic Hondas with four and five hundred thousand Ks on the clock that have been serviced properly and absolutely got no problems at all. Mm. So it all comes down to servicing, I think. And you know, if anything secondhand, regardless of what you're looking at, if it's if it hasn't got any service history, well, I think you assume the worst, and it's got to be reflected in the value of it. But there, which is true, but there are cars that lend themselves to going long distances like like the Hondas for my Tarago that's done 410,000. Yep, true. That's true. That's done 320,000K. You know, like there are cars that lend themselves with the right servicing to doing that. And then, you know, if you took a, I don't know, an Alfa Romeo 75 from 1980, whatever, you know, even with the best servicing, it will still have quite a lot of issues. Issues, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I was just speaking generally, but different models. Too often, there's a sweet spot in the in the engines available in different models. I was talking to someone the other day, and you'd know more than I. We bought an E Class. What's it about a late nineties E Class? What's that? A, a uh, W W two ten. And yep, yep. Uh, the first of the Bug Eye E Class. Yep. That's the one. And he paid two thousand dollars for it, and it but it had the it was an E two forty. Yeah. And he made some reference to the fact that the 240 is the one to get because it's the the, the most reliable engine in the in the range. Mm. Would you agree with that? Uh, I mean, it's the baby six-cylinder and then the 320 was the next one up. But look, th those motors, as far as I'm aware, 240 or a 320 are pretty good. You yeah. Know? I haven't heard anything nasty about them. The 430 V8 in that model was also a pretty solid motor. Okay. Um, the lower spec 200 compressor would, would have more issues with the compressor. It compressed. Yep. Um, the diesel 270s in those were, I think they did a 270 in that. Yeah, I think, you know, again, right servicing, they weren't bad. But that model, sometimes there's models and there's models and we all, yeah. you know, 
Absolutely. You get to know this by sniffing. Like that was the first bins that went to plastic headlights, you know, and really the cost cutting was very evident in the yep. paint quality, the interior quality, the just the, not so much the engines, but the fit and finish, yes. And you see them now and they look really tidy. You go back a few years to the 124, the last of, and, you know, the beautiful, the paint's still lovely and the glass headlights are still lovely and there was yep. just a lot more. They hadn't cost cut back then. They didn't need to. Just so, you, know, you do that sort of homework when you're sniffing around and, it, and it's like, oh, yeah, buy this one, not this one. Yes, yeah. yeah. Scotty, you owned a C43 with that, that V8 Ed was telling about before, and, and yep. that, that, that had no issues at all. Fantastic. Okay. Bulletproof. Yeah, mm-hmm. very under-stress motor. Like, I had that in my S, S430, and the only thing I did motor-wise was it did a, a crank angle sensor, which can happen on any modern engine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was it. $300 later, I was back on the road, but the, the engine itself was lovely. Mm. I mean, that was a very low mileage car, but I've seen them with three, four, five hundred on them and still running very well. You know, mine was, I think, around 170,000, 180,000 Ks. Yep. Fine. Yep. Not a thing wrong with it. Just on the on the E's, um, E class and, and the 123s and 124s before that, many years ago, I remember a, a, an old nugget of a spare parts guy at a Mercedes dealer that I was quite good mates with. Said if ever you're going to buy one of these, you buy the the compact or the, the one two three or the one two four or then 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 the um, e e series because he said in Europe he said they they're the ones that make up the taxi fleet and the spare parts prices are actually subsidised by every other model in the range. So the spare parts for for the compact or the the one two threes one two fours and the E class will always be cheaper part for part to any other model in the range. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought that was an interesting bit of advice, and it probably still holds true now. Well, I I haven't bought anything for my one two four for a while from the dealer, but a few years ago I had a I had a one ninety e manual like a, an Aussie delivered baby Benz, and I had later on um, the one two four coupe. And a couple of times I've been to Mercedes thinking, oh my god, this is going to be horrendous. And I think I've mentioned this, but the one ninety e being a manual had the a rubber gear shift boot around the gear shift. And I went to Autobahn and I went to all these places trying to get a cheap fix because it had a split in that boot and I wanted to replace it because it looked a bit untidy on the interior. And, and it was I'm, before you knew me. Exactly. Before <laughs> I went to Mercedes-Benz, though, I did all of that. Finally, I thought, I'm just going to call into Mercedes of tu- in Turak of all places. <laughs> so I went down there um, back when it used to be known as Worrells. And I said, oh, this is my chassis number, you know. How much for one of these? And he said, oh, yeah, I've got that in stock in the warehouse, $20. I couldn't believe yeah. that I could buy that for 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, a, there's bugger all manual 190s running around Australia, so it had probably sat there for 20 years apart. Um, <laughs> but the, the price was unbelievably good. And the other one I got was on the 124 Coupe. It's got, they've got the seatbelt feeders, and there's a little plastic arm that feeds the seatbelt out to you. That The triangle aperture thing on that busted. And just gets brittle with age. Um, five bucks each. Oh. Like again from Worrells and Turak. Now, you know they did sort of half know me. They might have done me a bit of a deal, but it wasn't. It, they were not expensive parts. Wow. So that rings true, David, because both those cars were taxis overseas. Yes, yes. So I might have got lucky, but it's always worth trying the dealer first before you go 
ferreting around thinking it's going to be too expensive because sometimes it's surprising. Indeed. The other one, my Land Rover Discovery, when I was on Fraser Island, that Series 1 Discovery, I'd cracked a headlights around because, you know, that was old and brittle and British and not particularly well put together. <laughs> and um, and I went down to the Land Rover dealer. Again, I'd sniffed around online. And, uh, I went down to the dealer. Oh, yeah, I've got those in stock. God, no one's bought them for years. Yeah, 100 bucks the pair, you know. And I put two brand new headlights around for $100 for the pair. And I just thought, well, that was easy, you know. <laughs> and the dealer's at the end of my street. Literally, I can walk there. So <laughs> you just never know. Sometimes it's it's better doing that. Rizzy Ross, anything of what you've owned? What was your first car, Rizzy? A Ford Falcon ED that lasted about a week before my brother wrapped it around a tree wow. and it looked like a banana uh, that's before he got his license so <laughs> you know, from from wrapping an ed to an xc60 in i don't know 13 years he's still a shit driver but it doesn't matter that's exactly right look i won't oh, excels Toyota Starlets, Lasers, Sirions. I'd say of all of those cars, maybe does maybe this tip doesn't work anymore, but I try and find a car that in a color, especially if you're buying something cheap, right? If you're buying something cheap just to just to get behind a wheel, trying to find a car that in a color that nobody else wants, like. <laughs> Like, uh, I think the Sirion I had was that champagne. Uh, well, had one that was champagne. And the Starlet Life Edition, because you haven't lived your life yet if you haven't driven one of those yet. <laughs> I drive life. That's what I used to say when I had one. I drive life. That's right. That one was in pink a lightish. Or, or was pink. it green? Pink. A lightish, a color. A lightish pink. And the, and the Excel was in that. Well, Excel was given to me, so that was a green, like a dark greenish. Dark green, yeah. A lot of them are running; those running. And I had a, a, a the laser was red. It was a 1990 Ford Laser manual. Matt's old car? No, mine was a '92. That'd be a K. Oh. Mine's a KH. Thank you. And um, yeah, I think of all of those cars, I never really had the laser had a alternator that went but apart from that everything else was okay so yeah i think in terms of buying those old cars which you know this is 10 years ago now eight to ten years ago things are good those cars are getting older get it checked by a mechanic and as alan was saying earlier when you're going out to looking at these cars take a friend with you you know a fault you'd be super lucky if that friend's ed because <laughs> the, the main man himself can <laughs> literally pick a car apart without even got being there just by looking <laughs> at a couple of photos he's you know but I, I definitely, I know. definitely take like, someone with you on your falcon as, as your first car right that ed yeah like just just if we were to hone on that for two minutes they were very robust engines the trannies lasted forever they were used as taxis there were parts everywhere but their weak spot was was head gaskets you know, hmm. am I right in saying that, Matty and Riz? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those Ford Sixes are known for doing head gaskets. Now, that's not the end of the world if it does a head gasket, as long as you, the motor hasn't been completely cooked. But that might be something you would look for. Has that been done? Chances are it has by now. 
you know, when was it done? How many Ks? Is it due for it again? Was there any evidence that the motor's been sort of totally cooked? But other than that, on whiny diffs, they were known mm. for, you know, how many taxis, Ford taxis are we all doing? <laughs> yeah. The, the rear diffs, it'll it'll hang in there. It's not going With to be... 700,000 Ks on the Yeah. And that, and <laughs> even, at, even at 150, they'd probably start getting a bit whiny. The the guy that worked with the AU X taxi that had oh geez it's got a, it's got one point four or five million Ks on it now at this point and he's replaced one diff and I think he's on the transmission three times still on the factory head though so mm. wow and this is that's exactly what I was gonna say uh, Maddie that obviously the ED was a predecessor to a legendary vehicle in the making <laughs> the AU Falcon. <laughs> But I think even for its time, the E-Series, they had a bit of a following even till about eight to ten years ago. But I, I guess there's just not many clean ones around. And I think they've, they will become a bit of a collectible if, as, as Ed was mentioning earlier when he looked at the MX-5, if things are original and it sort of seems like people haven't been stuffed, well, if it's older sort of people that have owned those cars they don't see it any other way it's just the car that they've looked after if you can find some of them and they generally won't be on any of the car classified websites you'll have to drive around in places where you think some of those owners may be living in (laughs) you may find you may find a pretty good one but yes the the engines i think overall were fine they did have head gasket issues the one, um, mine didn't last long enough for me to find out. Um, <laughs> Awkward. Poor thing. It's, it's funny because in, in stark contrast, Matty, to some of these cars we've mentioned, my mate um, GTI Josh that had the Golf GTI that had all those sagas and he eventually got rid of it. I Googled GTI Mark Six Golf issues and there was a wonderful YouTube video that came out of a guy overseas and he's like, Hey everyone, these are the common issues with the Mark 6 GDI. I'm just going to run you through them now. This video went for half an hour. He had like 10 things. <laughs> it was, I forget, you know, it was timing chain. It was intake thing. It was turbo something. It was DSG. It just went on and on. Yep. And I'm like, if you still wanted one after all that, wow, congratulations to you. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a hell of a lot of stuff. But, you know. The ED Falcon, the MX-5, even like the the, the E46 Beamer, it, they're not that bad. You know, there's not that many things with them. The Beamer's probably the worst out of all. You know, uh, Patrick, who's a friend of the show, yeah. sent, me, sent me a picture the other day. He was at the shops, and I'm not going to say where it was, but as he was walking out, he sent me a picture of this. Let me get it What do we have here? Now, I've spoken about this car a few times on this show. A little old lady owns it. Oh. Oh, black TX3 Turbo. Is that Black that? TX3 Turbo, all-wheel oh, wow. drive. Now, that hasn't it, come it, up yet. No, I know that's the car you're talking about. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he sent me, he sent me, I'll show you the photo. He's like, look what I saw at Apple West today. And there it is. In the oh, mistake. wow. And um, original plates. Plate? Is it original plates? Yeah, original plates. Original garden <laughs> Yeah, so I should find out. But basically, yeah. I, every time I, I've been trying to get back oh. to the place, <laughs> uh, but she's never there. And he was there. He's, he's like, he's like, oh, I thought you might get a kick at us. I'm like, holy crap! Did you? I'm like, can you go back and put my number underneath there? <laughs> that's your white whale. That's uh-huh. like your. That's my unicorn. Oh, wow. that's, you need that's to like, meet this lady. 
I need to meet this lady. Like, and to, to be fair, I don't think it's ever been on Boost in its entire life. I think she's just she's. Oh. Just... You don't know that. You don't. Yeah, you don't know that. So I'm I'm still on the hunt. Still on the hunt, but it's she still might around. Be lamenting the the closing of um of the Call to Drags. You never know. But that that's you know an original all wheel drive turbo. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. So I'd I... love to talk to her, like if she's oh. had it from you, and like just find the story of that car, and the story of why she chose that, and how much she paid. We could yeah. that up next. Mm. <laughs> is it time for the quiz? Uh, we're going to do Alum's one, and then. Oh we'll yeah, get... sorry, Alum. Sorry, sorry. But I thought I already gave some advice. Okay. <laughs> um, if you buy a Falcon. Yeah, just um, at least don't buy one that's built on Friday as to how you'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think one of the big mistakes we did make was getting a gas car when we just didn't do the Ks necessary to kind of offset the extra maintenance and just the overall extra premium price from the get-go. What about the uh, free conversion kits? Everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Everyone yeah. was going nuts for gas yeah, for a people while. People the government going... were helping. They were going nuts. It was insane. Yeah. I think every Falcon in the world was pretty much on LPG at that point. Speaking Not of Falcon, car available in Australia with factory LPG though. No, they weren't. It was a Datsun from memory, wasn't it? Two hundred B. Where are they now, David? Is anyone still driving one of oh, them? Oh, haven't seen one for years. After a, a typhoon of, of any car, uh, of, of you know, they are a bit they are a bit hard to come by uh, for a clean one these days. So they're pretty robust. Engine-wise, are very good. They they do leak a rocker cover gasket, but that's that's a piece of piss. They do do sometimes a coil pack, but again, that's that's very basic. Uh, but engine-wise, they are stout as anything. Just look for diff bushes and tail shafts and a bearings. They are probably the two main things that really go wrong with them. Apart from that, though, they're they're pretty they're pretty good. So the car like that, it becomes more about the provenance and the history and the you know, all, all that stuff I sort of mentioned earlier, like it's, it's when it's such a limited edition like that and the kind of buyer that they really value that stuff. Whereas something that's a, an ED Falcon, that's dime a dozen. All right. If it's just a cheap transport, that's not so important, but yep. anything that's a bit collectory, the more original and the more history you can give the better. Yeah, absolutely. And if you really wanted it like a typhoon or something, you should have bought it two years ago because, um, <laughs> yeah. They were much, much cheaper. Like there was a R-Spec F6 I was looking at for 17 grand. Um, and now the cheapest one and the only one that's available on car sales is 50 grand. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will uh, have to unfortunately take my leave. I'm not participating in the car quiz. I can be the uh, no. spiritual winner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I won last time, did I not, Maddie? Uh, no, this, this is the why he's not. This is the reason he's not doing. It. He's like, he's like, oh, because I, I, I didn't lose last time I was on the show. I didn't lose while yeah. I was on the show. Mm. So uh, I I'll, think I'll, it's the, the timer is on for the horticulture checkup. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> hold on to my uh, previous win. <laughs> so I'll uh, see you, gentlemen, next episode. Thank there you very much for having me. See ya. Catch you later. And good luck. So car quiz time, gentlemen. All right. So basically. Ten questions. There are some bonus questions tonight. Jump in with your with your name buzzer as your buzzer. Let's get into it. Question one: What is the only car to have its own star on the Hollywood Hall uh, Hall of Fame? Like you know, the, the hey. Ed. Is it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Incorrect. <laughs> it's the only car. Is that the only car? Oh, I know. I know. Car? Scott. I know. Scott. Is it Herbie the Love Bug? 
No, not Herbie the Lovebug. Oh, that's, oh, that, oh. that's, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. I got another guess. <laughs> Riz? Riz? Is it the DeLorean? It's not the DeLorean. These are all good guesses, but you guys yeah. got to say oh. what it is. David? David. Is it Christine? No, it's not Christine. Oh, no, no. I got another guess, too. There you go. Go well, around the again. You guys can have a guess quickly. We'll go around. I don't think you guys are going to get it, but we'll go around. David? Eleanor. Nope. Nope. Wow. Is it Knight Rider? Nope. <laughs> this is bizarre. I was convinced it was Herbie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys aren't going to get it, but anyway. <laughs> well, that makes it pretty academic then, doesn't well, they're, it? <laughs> they're some of the most famous cars in movie history, like off the cuff. So I... who, said it, who said it had to be famous? Ooh. Yeah, but if it, it doesn't, if it's got a Hollywood why has it got a Hollywood star? Well, I'll explain it to you later. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, just Chevrolet Corvette? Oh, you're very close with Chevrolet, but but it is the Chevy Suburban. Ooh. Why does that have a star? Well, <laughs> that's the bonus question. It has its own staff on the Hall of Fame for what reason? Being a large piece of poo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Scott. Scott. Oh, nah. Don't worry. Completely <laughs> <laughs> unfounded. I don't buy this. No, it's, it's, got, it's got a fair reason as to why it's in there. This has incensed me. Oh, Scott. Scott. Uh, because it's been shown in the most movies ever or represented in most movies. That's, yeah, it's, it's been in films. Well done. Well done, Scotty. I'll give you that. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, bonus question, question. Bonus, bonus question. <laughs> uh, whoever gets the closest to, to, to this will get the point. How many films has the Chevy Suburban supposedly been in? Now, whoever gets the closest amount to it, oh. uh, we'll, we'll get the chocolates. Every American film ever made. Pretty much made? at this point. 437. Uh, 437. Mr. Prince, we write this down. Ed, give a guess. 1,010. <laughs> no, wait. 1010. Sorry. 1010. 1010. 1010 is Ed. Riz? 125. 125. And Scott? 862. 862. Scott, the answer is over 1,750 films. So I get that right. Edward, you get the point. Yep. Question two. If I had a what is that? David, got in there. Fiat Bambino, Fiat 500. Fiat 500, correct, well done. Jeez, everybody went here with that one. <laughs> uh, question three, what car am I? Made from 91 to 1996. This car was quintessentially a model uh, from typically this Japanese manufacturer. Its two-door silhouette was striking to say the least with its plain style window within a window design. Ed, Ed, uh, Ed, got, Ed was in there. Subaru SVX. SVX is correct, well done. This com- this was company this was the company's first foray into the luxury performance market, as it featured a three point three liter flat six and all wheel drive. I Only drove a Quarrels Demonstrator SVX when that, when it was just released. What did you think of that car when it was new? It was pretty cool. It was literally like something from outer space. It was pretty yeah. funky, very talky. You know that three point three was very talky. Nice car, nice car. But silly windows. I mean, the windows were pretty cool, but they were this big. You know, like. You know, like a little flap that just sort of, you know, no good for a drive-through at all. No good for Alan getting his Aporto chicken. No, no, absolutely not. The family bucket, could you? You'd have to get a very. He would have scratched the rooms getting his uh, on those too. 
You'd have to just get one wing or a breast. <laughs> anything, anything that let that car down was it was only available as an automatic. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, question four: The Holden Calibra was produced from what year worldwide? So this had come under the Opal Calibra. David. David. Eighty-five. Incorrect. Ed. Ed. <laughs> we got that car, I think, in like ninety-one or ninety-two. I think, ish, which means that worldwide it would have been before that. I'm going to go 89. Well done. Correct. Man. <laughs> Good work. I, I honestly didn't think it was that old. I didn't realize it was from the 80s. So I'm like, that's actually kind of kind of cool. It's still, still I think, still when, kind when of When did we get it? Am I right with that? 91? I think in the early yeah, 90s. You're right, 91. Yeah, yeah. 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 Question five. What car am I? This big two-door coupe was produced from 1976 all the way to 1989. 13-year model run for all you people at home. And all models featured a straight-six engine, available as both a manual and automatic. This big GT was known for its good road holding and sold well in many markets, hence its 13-year model run. What car am I? Ooh. 76 to sorry, 80-9. 76, 89, big coupe. Straight six. Straight. They came with many straight sixes. Some Ed. Ed. BMW 6 Series. 6 Series E24, well done. Yes. Oh. Yeah, okay. I didn't think it was that old. I didn't think it was in the 70s. So I was like, wow, okay. It's still a good looking car today. Yeah, I was thinking it's got to be a big Euro. And I'm thinking, what's big Euro with a six? And I'm like, well, BMW 6. All right. Yeah, it was a long run, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. really long run. Question six. What does the W in oil grade stand for? I.e. Oh. W30. Scott. Weight. Incorrect. Uh, what? I thought it was weight. Mm. David. David. Wis- Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> With the <incorrect>. W. <laughs> yeah, very good. Wisconsin is incorrect. Oh, damn. When you say 5W30, yeah, that because they talk about the, the weight of the oil. It's a 530 oil. Yeah, viscosity. But the, the, the W actually stands for something else, which which I found out by doing some training at Super Cheap Auto. Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know that. I would say There's only two. Happened. I think there's two people. Riz and Edward can have a crack. Uh, Ed, I'll say but, the thickness. Nope. Uh, Riz. Riz. Now, I might have cheated. Uh, it's winter. It is winter. It stands for winter. Uh, so I cheated. So it's not, it doesn't go to me, but I'm the same. I was what, curious. What are they meaning by that? Is it winter? So, like, uh, you know, it's the temperature is because, like, you know, you know some, some oils used for different markets. Um, so, like, for example, if it's, you'll see in your, like, your user manual, if you're in a colder climate, yeah. you use a, this user, like, a whatever oil. Again, that's what it stands for. The W stands for winter. So five winter yeah. or 10 winter. Yep. Wow. Okay. Mm. Question go. seven. Score check. Edward four, David and Scotty on one, and Riz yet to score. Zero. But, but yeah, I'm glad you got the answer. What well up? Question seven. What Japanese sedan won Wheels Car of the Year twice in succession with updated models? David. David. Oh no, actually. Oh, I know. oh Honda. In succession models. Accord. Oh, succession models? Yes. Honda Accord's won it twice. Has won it twice, but it wasn't in Ed. Ed. Subaru Liberty. Subaru Liberty did it, correct. Mm. Well oh, there you go. Okay. 
See, I haven't owned a Subaru. I can't be able to. Hey, you need to own an early Subaru. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Question eight. In what year did the Toyota Corolla officially become the world's best-selling car for the first time? Ed. Ed. I'm going to take a real <laughs> stab here. <laughs> world's best-selling car for the first time. Yep. 1988. Incorrect. Riz. Riz. Now, I may not be right, but my answer, I'll explain why. 1996. <laughs> and that's... Incorrect, but why? Because in ten years prior to that, there was a car that was the eighty-six. Oh, yeah. But in nineteen ninety-six, initially had its first run. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Prince and Mr. Scotty Johnson. Ooh, okay, I'll, I'll go. Um, Ninety-three. Incorrect. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say 2010. Incorrect. 1974. What? What? 1974. It became officially the best-selling car. Bonus bonus question. In what year did it become the best-selling nameplate of all time? Oh. What? (laughs) Ed. The most... Is in overtaking the Volkswagen Beetle. It's, it's exactly the car it overtook. It's the car right. ninety-six. Incorrect. Can you just tell us if what we guessed previously is right or wrong? Or uh, we have start again? Edward's been very, very close. Put it that way. Oh, 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 oh. oh don't give it away, <laughs> Scott. This is your cue to jump in with with uh, with you know the rules, Scott. Yeah, I just can't remember what he says. <laughs> He's in ninety-six. Good. Good. You say you did say ninety six. Scott. Scott. Ninety seven. Ninety seven's the correct year. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> uh, Edward Bontig. I knew it. Question nine: What small car here in Australia has announced that it will no longer be sold with a manual transmission? Nearly every one of them. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, David. But exactly right. Um, what small car. car? No more manual. They they just announced it. It's going to be quietly uh, cancelled off there. Phased out. Come next. Ed. Ed. Did you say Australian car? It's it's it available. In it's available in Australia. It's not going to be available in Australia anymore. Volkswagen Polo. Incorrect. Mm, don't know. Uh, Riz. Riz. Is it the Corolla? It is the Corolla. What well, Riz? Oh yeah. They, they have announced that they are cancelling the manual transmission, which is going to be weird because they've got the Corolla GR, which is going to be interesting to see what they do there. I think because they're pushing up the hybrid sales. Um... Yeah. Last question. Question 10. Nissan or Nissan is our American brothers, sure. As you would, as you would say, David. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, have this week announced what? Oh, I know the answer, but I'm not. I'll let everyone guess. It's it's sad. Come on, Reese. That's your question. Your question. It, I don't want to break Scotty's heart. Oh. While while we're on air. <laughs> well, that's kind of giving it away a bit now. Is it? No more Skyline or something. No more GTRs or something. That's what I was thinking. It's along those lines, but it is no more something. 
Hopefully, it's no more Dukes, but I doubt it. <laughs> it's one of the best-selling cars in the UK. It is. God knows why. Don't know how. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they've, they've got some weird car. Got bad teeth oh. and bad car taste. <laughs> you talk about your countryman there, Edward. Yeah, I was born there, so I can say that. <laughs> Rizzy, put, put us all out of our misery. So I read an article earlier today that Nissan reckons um, they're no longer going to produce any more sedans. Oh. For, specifically okay. for the Japanese market, especially. Yes. Yeah. So we didn't have the pulser here anyway. So, and the hatches. Get maximums while you can, people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't have any bearing on us at all because we haven't had a Nissan sedan here for years, have we? Yeah, yeah. a long time. So what would you consider an Infinity Nissan sedan from? Because we that was not too long ago when they had the Q50 or not. Oh, the Q50, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those, yeah. yeah. But no. Great. I'm talking about cars that actually sold. Yeah, like in normal so, numbers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pulses were the last, I think, sedans we were we got. Or was it the Tida? Tita, uh, probably. It was Ultima. Ultima was a Ultima, yeah. Ultima was because V8 supercars had them for yeah. a while. Oh, uh, true. Yes. Yeah, they did. Ultima, or Altima, Altima, Altima. An Ultima oh. is a Camry top of the line. Yes. No, no. It was one underneath Edward the V the V6. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, sorry. It was under the V6. Yes, but Corolla had a Corolla Ultima for a while as well. Did. Did. Yeah. Score check, gentlemen. That is the car quiz. David on one. Shocking horror. Shocking horror. Riz and Scotty tied on two. And you'll win it tonight. <laughs> on a whopping five. You can win with anything these days. Well, well done, boys. Thanks, well everyone. Got a copy, Alan. Got a copy, Alan. in there. I thought I'd, I thought I'd try to put some tricky ones in there, uh, especially with the the, the, the Chevy Suburbans, the only yeah, car. That's random. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Just the, I reckon Kirby deserves that for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He so, starred yeah, in a lot of movies, and he was the star of the film. Like he, he did hmm. star. The movie was Herbie. That was the movie. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Good discussion tonight. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks, Matty. Thanks, everyone. Thank we you. will see you maybe on the weekend if we're allowed out. Yes. Uh, Riz, has, just before we go, has put in what the W stands for. Riz, would you like to inform us? Uh, so this was, I think, from Valvoline's website. <laughs> the W in a motor oil stands for winter. The first number in the oil classification refers to a cold weather viscosity. The lower this number, the less viscous your oil is. Um, yeah. The higher number following the W refers to hot weather viscosity. So it's mm. a summary. Winter. There you go. You learn something every day if you're open to it. Yes, yes. Especially on the car quiz here, Indeed. gentlemen. That's Indeed. Right. Definitely. Um, like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk T-O-R-Q-U-E with Manny J. If you miss any of our previous episodes, they're all up on Chat Engine, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting apps. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk. We also have a Patreon. Support the show that gives you all this free content. Become a patron, Car Talk. It's just just go to patreon.com forward slash car talk podcast there. Support the show there. Or you can support the show by buying a sticker or buying some merch. You can buy it on our on our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com, type in Car Talk store. Or the link is on our Facebook page as well. Rizzy Ross, car loop.
carlob.com.au, guys. If you're in the market for a new car or just want to know what the car prices are doing, check us out. Definitely. Big things happening with Carlib. The, the new updated website is really, really good. Really intuitive. Big things coming. Riz is doing some really awesome stuff with that. So big shout out to you. Uh, big shout out to my, my boy Reed at Harkon for doing all my, my suspension work in the MR2. Thank you for doing that. Scotty Snitches, thank you for not snitching today. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Bunting, Bunting's Hondas are, st- are still not for sale, uh, it seems to be. No, they're still, well, they're not really getting used now. So um, they will be for sale in early July. Put it, let's put it that way. Ah. And Mr. Prince, you know, if you need any interior work done, the best in the biz, the one and only. <laughs> David Prince, thank you, thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll, I'll happily uh, be able to, to 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 point you in that right direction. Thank you guys, and that is it. Take it easy. Yeah. See ya. Bye for now.